I'm Jason Thomas here in studio at WXRT, and this is cool because normally when we chat with artists, it's it's on the phone. Um, but you live here in town, and you know you're here. It's cool. It's cool to have somebody in studio. This is a uh, Mike Kinsella of American Football, Captain Jazz. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have time to name all the uh, name no. all the bands that you've been in, but uh, or are currently in. But I, I think I read that you won't do something with a band for about. I don't know, three, four, five years, and you'd be like, well, I guess I'm not in that band anymore. I guess that's not, I guess we're not active anymore because you, you have so many projects. And it's, <laughs> no, there's more often than that, um, it's definitive, kind of. Or at least it's like everybody agrees, like, we're not going to do this for a while. It's, it's very rarely like, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any projects. I mean, maybe Owls will be closest to like, maybe it'll happen again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's how it happened, you know, 10, 12 years later. Yeah. So from the mid 90s through today, it looks like you've been making records or appearing on records every single year, sometimes multiple times a year. The only gap I see is from the last American football record to this record. Was that a conscious decision or what were you doing? <laughs> it seems like someone like yourself is always on a record or yeah. thinking about recording or rehearsing or doing something with music. And I, I see a little break. There's a, there, about a few years off there. Well, I did a, an Owen, which is like a solo project record, wrote and recorded it. And then, excuse me, I think a couple weeks later, the American Football 2 album started tracking. So it was a really, really busy year. Yeah. And uh, they came out a few months apart or something. And it just, uh, I guess, yeah. And then I was sort of spent I mean, it's it's harder, uh, like, the older I get and the more, uh, or I guess the further away I get sort of just from, like, my inspiration is, is usually, like, traveling or observing other people maybe doing cool shit. Yeah. Oh, I can't say No, that. you can say it. Say whatever okay. you want. They're doing awesome shit. Uh, but I do that less and less as a dad. I'm home more. And, yeah. You know, I don't know. I just so, I don't know. So it's harder to sort of, like, come up with any, or to, yeah, just in, to get inspired to, like, go and write. Um, so, yeah, you're... When you're younger and you're just full on rock and roll mode, it's record tour, just yeah, living it's a cycle it com- for sure, completely just 100 percent into that life, and now you have to balance it with the dad life, which I want to ask you about in a minute. But um, yeah, you have uh, American Football third record coming out on uh, March 22nd. That's what is it? A week from yeah, it's, it's coming up March 22nd. You have a sold out show at Metro. How many times have you played Metro over the years? Oh. Uh... It's a famous stage. It's a cool place, it's right? A, I mean, it's we a all, great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I mean, we're all excited. A couple of guys in the band haven't played it. Oh, really? Okay, okay. I'm trying to think of, yeah, a couple of them. And uh, I mean, yeah, like they, it's still, you know, you, you can see me smiling, like thinking about it. It's cool. I mean, I've seen, growing up, that was all my favorite shows and all my favorite bands. I yeah. mean, I've seen like Super Chunk there 30 times, you know, in high school and college. And the uh, There was a show last month that I went to that's, that's a fit, it's a, a classic Metro show, Bob Mould at Metro. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so, in my Instagram feed. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, everyone's seen Bob Mould at Metro. That's that's one of those shows. Balancing, okay, yeah, balancing life and music, you say is, you know, the older you get, the older your kids get, it gets a little bit, you may not have as much time to, you know, live the rock and roll lifestyle, all that. But uh, writing, rehearsing at home, touring, how does that work now? And actually, how old? How many kids do you have? How old are they? Like, where are they? Thirty-two at? kids. It's insane. <laughs> I've got no time that you know of. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, two kids. They're just about ten and just about seven. Okay. And so now they're both in school full time. So I do have my days pretty free, which helped a lot to write the third 
American football, um, you know, this past year and stuff was uh, a lot easier than it, you know, it wasn't just like going to the practice space at, you know, 9.30 or 10 every night when everybody's in bed, and then I'll go spend a couple hours writing, um, which was the routine for a while. It's not, it's not like impossible. Like I said, it's, it's almost just like the desire is, I can't turn that on as easy. You know what I mean? Like it used to just be like sort of an instinct to want to create. Yeah. Or well, you had all different these different things. outlets too, yes. right? And that's what I would, so, I mean, I wasn't, yeah, all the bands, like, like I'd never, I, you know, after a couple of years, I'd be like, oh, it'd be so fun to like, just be, just to hit drums really hard for a while. So then I'd join a band doing that for a while and it was, and it was fun and it was awesome. And then I got sick of carrying the drums in and loading the drums in and out. And just physically, it's hard. So then I was like, it'd be so cool to just sit in a chair and play quiet music all night. You yeah. know? So then I'd write an Owen album. Um, so it's everything sort of reactionary. And I guess it just, I'm slowing down in general. The, My the, reaction time slowing down, I guess. Yeah, the, the, the drumming thing. The uh, Before, when you walked in here, our, our production guy, Chris, was leaving. He plays drums, too. And you guys were kind of doing drummer talk there for a minute. That was fun to kind of sit sit back and listen to. Yeah, I forget I'm a drummer. I mean, it's been a long time. It's been a while. So. The um, I, I read something interesting. The the first American football record, 1999. Have you still not listened to that all the way through ever? Uh, I probably I think I did in the back in the day. I yeah. think I I probably haven't in. But you like it's to learn. Yeah, like when we did the reunion, and everything. Um, there's a couple songs. I'm just like I'm not gonna even bother. I kind of know how they go. Um, I listened to a couple of them just if I couldn't kind of re-figure them out some of them we decided we're not going to play anyway so but the only reason you listen to those songs was because you're tour you're, you're going to be playing well, some shows learn them, and, yeah but yeah, i learned more. them in different tuning i couldn't remember the tunings or like the muscle memory and a lot of them weren't there so i just relearned them in different tunings and yeah i can imagine how that must <clears throat> be i mean you know i when i was 21 22 thinking about some of the things that i did or the ways i, I thought about things that's gone. It doesn't, it's not mm -hmm. recorded anywhere. Like mm -hmm. your feelings, your thoughts, everything, it's in concrete. It's, it's documented. For when it was documented, it was, you know, it was documented as, I mean, that album specifically was like, the vocals were an afterthought and recording it was an afterthought. Like we're like, oh, we're going to be done playing. And then Polyvon was like, well, if you want to record the songs you've written the past couple of years, we only played a few shows or whatever, you know, uh, go ahead, you know, we'll put it out. And we're like, cool, that'd be nice or whatever. So at the time, even, it was sort of like the vocals were just a mishmash of, like, poetry and stuff I'd written from high school, even. You know, just like this, like, yeah, just old notebooks at the time. There wasn't iPhones or anything. <laughs> it was just a couple old notebooks with some things written down, try to pair them with melodies. Um, so even at the time, like, they weren't necessarily these raw feelings that I was, like, expressing. It was just sort of like, how can I make songs out of these, you know? Yeah, and then to do it 15, 17 yeah, how it's going on to right. kind of revisit that point in your life. Yeah, you, it's you know some of the songs you kind of like make it work. Like at first it felt kind of like a cover band, but now it's sort of like, I you know they mean something different to me now or something. Yeah. Or I can I'm like it's like hearing them, sort of from the outside maybe and uh, reinterpreting them sort of. But that is interesting. It was it was one album, 1999, and then you're not a band for a long time, and then but with American <clears throat> football anyway, it's. You're saying it's like two separate bands almost. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 that... yeah. It was, I mean, yeah, to write the second album just felt like we're a new band, you know? We're a new band that hasn't been like stacking all of our songs, you know? It's just like, oh, let's write an album. Okay, let's write it in the next nine months and record it because <laughs> we can. But Was it odd to kind of see the, the popularity and the influence of that first album grow when you weren't even thinking about the band? 
Yeah. I like, mean, for to sure, see yeah. people affected by the record and talk about how important it was to them. And you're like, I haven't, I haven't even thought about this band in a, in a long time. And Polyvinyl did the 15th anniversary thing. Was that kind of what got the... I mean, that definitely was that. That sort of got just the conversation going. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess when they, you know, wanted to do that. I, I remember also, the same way I didn't listen to that record, I also didn't even, like, read the email, like, the thread of, like, putting all that together. I was just kind of like... Yeah, I'm not, you know, that's cool. If, if anybody wants to buy it, you guys can do it and you can sell some. That'd be cool. But like, I didn't think we were going to be in a band again. And then I didn't, I was just sort of peripherally paying attention. And then uh, uh, I had a manager just for my solo stuff. And then uh, Chase Igliori. And he literally, without even asking us or anything, just like got a couple offers. Like, oh, from American Football Reunion. Like, here's, if you play these shows. And I mean, he asked me, he was like, would you ever want to do it? And I'm like, I don't know what would we like load in and play the fireside to like a hundred people. Like we don't really, it's not worth flying people in for band practice. Sure. And sure. Stuff. I mean, it, it wasn't worth it. And he's like, Oh, here are your offers. And it's like playing a festival in Champaign, which we were, when we were a band, that's where we were from. And so that seemed kind of special. And the other one was Webster hall in New York, which is a, yeah, a bigger venue literally than any band I've ever played in. And I was like, are you sure? Like this band is the one like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then then that sold out. <laughs> then they're like, okay, like we. we uh, I remember writing back in an email thread, like these offers are for real. Like we can do this or not to the Steves, the other guys in the band. I said I'll do it, but we got to get a bass player, and the bass player has to be my cousin Nate because he's awesome. He lives in New York. And then we said, okay, fuck it, let's do it. Was my email response like, fuck it, let's do it. And then uh, announced the shows, and then those shows sold out. And I mean, yeah, it still is. It still cracks us up. I mean, we're kind of almost like jaded now, where we're like. You know, if we play a show and it, it doesn't seem, you know, like we're just kind of like sometimes we'll complain about shows and we're like, holy shit, remember where we were like before this started and like we didn't know anybody knew who we were? Like, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Yeah. No, it's interesting to hear about how a reunion comes together because mm -hmm. I'm sure there are a bunch of different ways, you know, like there are people that say reunions are bullshit. We're never going to do that. And then they get back together <laughs> like the Smashing Pumpkins or and then, you know, to kind of hear your story, it's it, it's interesting just as, as a fan of music and, and then as a music fan too, you, I mean, you yourself too. I mean, you have bands that you're fans of and that you're a fan of. And sometimes when bands bring it back, it's not the same, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, mm -hmm. the reasons why you love the band, it's like, man, that was 20 years ago. Totally get it. Was right. That, was I mean, that, was any of that going through your head? Or? I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, you know, I did the reunion thing already with Cap and Jazz. We did it in 2010 I remember I that mean, was kind of a, that was kind of a big deal in the in the world of the Chicago Reader in this and, you tiny know, little thing, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. But that's what's that was really fun because that was just yeah, that just was. I was in high school, it was early '90s, you know, just like a totally different world. And yeah, so we already sort of like I've already uh, like accepted like there's going to be people who just don't want to see that, you know, it, like it smashes the illusion. If like oh sure. these old guys are going to try to rock, that's not cool, you know. So. I already, you know, we already did that. I think we did, honestly, we did a, the Cap and Jazz one. It was like way more fun than I thought. And then since then, I'm just kind of like, well, if it's something I want to do, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like there's not, there's no like legacy or like, yeah, I think that's sort of like. What do you think is the most inevitable band reunion that we haven't seen yet, right? We've seen so many, right? I mean, Over the, I mean big, bigger band, like Pixies and. The number one would be the Smiths, right? Because they're alive still. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, that's, that would be the biggest one. Well, right? I'm saying like the thinks. most inevitable, the one that we all know is going to happen, well, just a, just think, a matter of I when. I think the rest of them have happened. <laughs> I think that. Are there any others? Oasis? Oasis. Yeah, that's okay. going to happen, right? I mean, they, they broke up fairly recently, but, yeah. you know, Nolan Liam, I mean, 
I always say it's cool. They'll I I'm, I know they'll get back together at a certain point so they can break up again. You know yeah, you're right. Like, just to have the fight and have the attention and right, right, right. That's, that's right. true. That is that'd be a big one, and I would pay a ton of money for that. So on the new record, you have some you have some collaborations. Uh, Haley Williams of uh, the band Paramore and Rachel Rachel Goswell of Slow Dive. Now, <laughs> I, I'm gonna guess that you were a fan of that last Slow Dive record in 2017. I mean, they went 22 years between records. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, oh, have you she, not heard she it? She doesn't know this. I haven't listened to it. No, <laughs> I loved. Uh, I can't even remember. It was before Solvaki. It was the one before that. Something for a day or something. Play. I don't know. So pre nineteen ninety five. I mean, this is yes, going way, this going is way, when, way, way. This back. is yeah. in eighth grade. Like you know, I was in. Uh, you know, a girl didn't like me in eighth grade, and I would, I loved this one slow dive album. So and it was. I mean, that was all new then too. That was like, there's them and my buddy Valentine was just like a whole, sonically a different thing than what was sort of popular. And, well, I, I was just that was one of my favorite albums of 2017 by I'll far. I'll check it out. And I was blown. I was blown away. Like, it's been 22 years. Mm-hmm. What? Wow. Like, yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, I'm saying it's from fam. It's for my own defense too. Like, you just get better at what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like. If you were like a, you know, a plumber, 22 years later, you're going to be a way better plumber. You sure, know what I mean? Sure, or just sure, so sure. You've dealt with more and you. But there's also that moment too, when a band's recording in that moment and also you're in a different place and the music hits you a different way. And then, you know, so much farther down the road, it can go so many different ways. This is know? the mo- all my bands. And this is probably maybe different for slow. I don't want to put my words in other people's mouths. All my bands, the moment, the like the first records of all those bands we were borrowing gear from our friends because ours was broken. We barely had enough money. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have enough money to pay for enough mixing days. So we just did, like, let's mix them all one day. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't, it just seems obvious, like, oh, you're going to do a better job as an adult. Sure. Does I don't know. I understand, like, rock and roll, like, you capture, like, that magic. The charm. Yeah, the charm. Exactly. The, yeah, it's all yeah. right. Sure. There's the voice cracks. Okay. So, recording back, you know, 90s, mid to late 90s. Do you look at how easy it is to make a record now for a kid that's got these ideas in his head? Are, are you are you jealous of kids now? Like they can just make a record in their bedroom, or do you think it was cool I doing can, it the way I loved, you did in the old days? I loved, I miss, and I loved. I mean, I really loved. I had a Fostex four track, you know, like a tape player. Um, I just, you know, I didn't even like what's going on now with everything. I record now on my phone. Like that's how I demo stuff. Yeah. I literally just like on the moment at the moment. But I miss that. Like, I miss sort of having to, like, work for it more, maybe. But obviously, it's also, I take advan- full advantage of, as a, I mean, it, like, American football, we're all in different cities, so we're just passing files all the time. So we all yeah. have some sort of easy workstation in, in our house. So it's super convenient. I don't, I mean, it's, like, the same with everything in the world. Like, just because it's super convenient, it's probably not better, but... Sure. We all think it is. We're all addicted no, to it now, but I don't. No, we're we're about the same age, so I, I I think we we're old enough and young. Like we're old enough to have experienced a lot of old school stuff, mm-hmm. but we're still young enough to, like you said, record on your phone and, mm-hmm. and use Instagram. Sort of keep and, up. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm not totally up on everything all the time, though. I have those moments sure. where like, God, I'm getting old. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, I get that checking into hotels now because like they have smart TVs. I'm like, wait, hold on, like <laughs> I'm good. I watch Netflix. I know what this is. I you're know like your parents to with the remote. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't, what am I doing? What, where is exactly, this? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the collaborations on the new record, um, Haley Williams of Paramore, and with Haley, how did you? How, how does that come together? Because I, I was sta- I was stalking your Instagram feed. I saw a picture of you and uh, Steve, one of the Steves, at. Uh, 
the Paramore concert mm-hmm. with, with the kids. Yeah. So was that the first step or had, did you yeah. already have a relationship that with That show Paramore? was the night before she came into the studio and tracked her vocals for the okay. song. So she was in town. Um, we just through, I think, Twitter or something, we, she liked the second album. You know, and she posted about it and we're like, that's crazy. It's cool. You know, I've been a fan of, I mean, her voice and what she does. Um, and the guitar player, Steve, is a, a big fan. And maybe because we've got kids, we're sort of, it's like on our radar more like his kids are a little older and into it. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it seemed crazy. But uh, as we were writing and as the song sort of became almost like uh, theatrical, you know, like that one specifically, it was like, uh, it'd be so cool to have a girl's voice. It'd be so cool to have a girl's voice. It was like, it's almost like acting, you know, like um, reading lines or something. Um, and so we, we knew she'd be great at it, but we didn't know if she'd have time or want to. But so we, our people reached out to her people. She agreed. It's That's unbelievable. Cool. I'm I'm so like I'm so stoked that it's like she's like this like current actual pop star. Yeah. Um Rachel, I've been a fan of since like formative years, you know, like a big influence on me. And then uh Elizabeth is the next one from Land of Talk, Land of who's Talk, like a yeah. current like you know, we're all big fans of the band. We played some shows with her and every night her voice just floored us, so I think I read something somewhere where you were talking about using another voice. It's like, I, I can't do anything close to that. It just mm-hmm. brings another dimension to the song and, and opens some new doors. And Yeah. It just, it, it makes it like a, there's all, you know, like in the studio we get in, like on Haley's one, the way I was explaining it to uh, Jason, who is our producer, engineer, um, I'm like, okay, verse one, it's like me on a stage with a spotlight on me, you know, or a guy, you know, it doesn't, it's just the first voice. And then the light goes out, and then verse two comes in. Then then the, then another spotlight comes on. You see, there's another person in the room. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's like a new level. And then the third verse, and then the chorus comes in, and both spotlights are on, and then they, we're like singing to each other, kind of. Yeah. So there's a whole like, like I said, it's like a play or something almost. So it needs a second voice. Yeah. No, it's a it's a beautiful song with Haley. Cool. Uh, un, uncomfortably numb. Mm-hmm. I, I found a I found a piece online. So you, it looks like you do a lot of press. Like you've done a ton of interviews the last couple of years, and you're good at it, obviously. Um, okay. But uh, it was a piece in Noisy where they sat you down. You had never heard the ver- the first Vampire Weekend album. Oh yeah, this is you my buddy down, Josh just did this. Yeah, you sat down and listened to the record, and they recorded your thoughts like song by song. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where this was going to go because you know you never know how somebody's going to react to a song. <clears throat> I was really happy that you enjoyed the record because I, I love that band. Cool. I love Vampire Weekend. And part of the reason was like when they came along, it, they, there wasn't really anyone that, that sounded like them in in my world of music. You okay. know? But yeah, it was just really, it, it was so fun to hear someone's first reaction to that. You know, those those videos on YouTube, right? Kids react to whatever, <laughs> you know, you show them the stuff. It was kind of like that, but with you. Adults was, drinking sangria yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. And the uh, Vampire Weekend. Um but the, at, I think at the end of the piece, you said something about, um, uh, you know, I don't listen to as much new music as I used to. You mentioned something about the the, the Tony Kornheiser show podcast. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I listen to that podcast all the time. Oh, really? We've been on there. I, I, I send him music. Yeah. I know that. Okay, That's so, hilarious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like I, the I, one. Two, two or three people listening to this are going to know what we're talking mm-hmm. about, but who cares? Um, so on... Uh, I'm a big sports fan too. And I remember part of the interruption started and it's like, God, I love this show. It's mm-hmm. two old guys arguing about sports. And then the DVR came along and it's like, Oh, I don't have to rush home to watch this. I, <laughs> I would record it every day. And then I discovered that, that Tony Kornheiser did a radio show in Washington. It became a podcast. 
And I swear to God, when I read that thing, when I when I saw, I read that quote, when you mentioned that podcast, I was like, fucking, dude, they played your music. You sent them your music, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. And the other, I mean, there's no, I understand it doesn't, it's not going to translate to record sales or anything. I just think it's so, it's my wife like knows how giddy I get. Like when, when I hear, it's been a couple times on that show. The first time I like, I sent it and like, time went by and I was in London. I downloaded a couple episodes. I flew over. Yeah. I was like walking around with my headphones on and then my song came out and I was like, that was my David Aldridge moment. <laughs> I, from, it was myself <laughs> on the Tony Cornelius show. I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Even yeah. though it doesn't matter. Then they just, every day they got somebody new. They don't really listen to it. They don't care. Yeah, they'll comment on it. You know, the, yeah, the producer like, will really play nice. it. Yeah. This is the band's name. This is where they're from. They're it's like, like oh, this is nice. 20 quiet seconds. It's not yeah. even like, it's not a feature or anything. Like, yeah. oh, this is this is nice. I like that. And, it, you know, it's a way for them to kind of show off the the town, like how cool their <laughs> audience is. Like, look at all these, you know, good musicians that we have. But I remember hearing that. I'm like, fuck, that's a band that I play on my uh, new music so show. Awesome. I've played them on my show. It's like, oh, that's cool. Those days are fun because then people, you know, give me like cheeseries on Twitter and stuff. And Oh, my God. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about all the things that I love. On First of all, I've, I've wondered myself over the years, like, why do I like listening to Tony Kornheiser so much? It's this old grumpy guy that I have nothing in common with. Mm. But... I don't know. Money. I find myself like uh, listening to the show all the time. Yeah, I, it's there's sort something of like there's it. like a uh, what's his name, the uh, Kirby enthusiasm. Larry David. It's, there's a Larry David oh, yeah. element to it. Yeah, for so sure. It's, it's definitely where it's like he's someone that you know you admire and, and you enjoy listening to, but you'd never want to meet him because you know That's he'd not be true. I'm, I'm really? going. I'm going to chatter. We're playing <laughs> DC. <laughs> And I'm going to go to chat at the corner sure, of yeah. uh, Jennifer. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name something. of yeah, uh, right. every day. Yep. Uh, but I don't know. Like I listen to him. It's like, man, I don't know if I'd want to meet this guy. No, It'd no, just no, be no. awkward. He'd be annoyed. I have a theory. I have a theory that he's actually, he plays it up. It's like a character more. And that, I mean, I understand he's like this wealthy old dude that maybe, you know, we obviously don't relate to in a lot of ways, but I don't know. I think he, I think he leans more liberal than he lets on. And, you know, I could, I think. I can. I feel okay supporting him. Yeah, and I think, or I'm just justifying supporting <laughs> some rich old dude that's a, just a jerk to everybody. I don't know. There's a little part of of you in there, or something that, I don't know, that you yeah. can relate to. I don't know, but um, of course. So uh, the other half of that, right? There's there's Kornheiser and Wilbon, <clears throat> Chicago guy, who is has become over the years like the saltiest old guy ever. Yeah, he really. might be. I don't know if I need to hang out with him. Yeah. The get off my lawn with mm-hmm. with Mike Millennials Wilbon is yeah. uh, is off the charts. The uh, there are two other things. <laughs> there are two other things about that show, really quick, and then I'll. Uh, that I could do this all night. I don't yeah. know if anybody cares about it, but <laughs> so uh, one of the guests that they used to have on a lot was Abby Lowell, mm-hmm. the smartest man in Washington. And I remember reading his name a couple of years ago. It's like that's Jared Kushner's lawyer. It's like wow, that's know, why he hasn't been on the show lately. Yes, he's not like, allowed he's been, yet. He's been pretty busy. Yep, keeping uh, Jared Kushner out of trouble. Um, and then. Uh, Chris Saliza, when I, I I turn on CNN and I see him, it's like God, I know that guy. You yeah, have that thing, I know where that like, voice. Yep. I know that guy. I don't know if you follow that guy on Twitter, man. That guy is like a punching bag on Twitter. He just, I know. I don't know why he doesn't <laughs> care. I'm just bad. I mean, I really. I mean, I understand the criticism, and but he seems like he seems like just a normal, like kind of. He seems like he's trying to be a nice guy, you know, but. Mm-hmm. He really just gets he gets. Well, he's also part of the. Lot. I'm doing I'm doing the finger quotes. He's also part of the fake news media, so he's going to yeah. get a lot of 
shit from that set. The, uh, <laughs> he gets it from both sides, oh man, that guy can't win. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is, you know, more power to him, I guess, for staying with it. I don't know. All right, this is this is good. I think I think you've put in enough time here. Um, this that is, was this, it. That's how we're cornicer. <laughs> oh man, my band's well, gonna be so that, disappointed. I that for the end, you know. Um, is there anything else? Is there anything else you wanna you wanna I share? Should, about? I don't know. We're playing that show. I should probably talk about. Well, the show's sold something. out. You don't need oh, to yeah, sell don't tickets. Need it, yeah. That's already that's done. That's true. Uh, the Fuck record, it. the American football record. You don't do album titles, right? Uh, that band is just LP3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Can't like that, that Peter Gabriel thing, you know? Yeah, well, we're, that's what we're like. You know what? Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, Peter Gabriel. Like, I, I would imagine that some artists name albums just for the sake of naming them. Like, they don't, it's like, it also, we have to it, come up with a name. It really, I mean, like, we've tried a couple times, and it really changes the direction. Like, it's subconscious even. Like, if there's, you know, like some, some titles. Just, or something. Yes, exactly. Like, it really sort of dictates how you view the whole piece. So... Also, probably just leaving it nameless, you know, subconsciously. I don't know. I think that's cool. We're into that. Yeah. So no, I'm good. Collectively, it's one of the few things, like, in the process of making a record, we all kind of agree on. We're like, yeah. It's, Doesn't need a name. Yeah. It's uh, Doesn't need a debate. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, record's coming out March 22nd, and uh, really nice to have you here. We didn't yeah, really... I was gonna. I was going to ask you about Chicago, like, what neighborhood you live in, all that stuff, but... Uh, what neighborhood do you live in? <laughs> no, it's too late. I'm trying to think of all this. I, what, did I, what did I miss? I'm in uh, Roscoe Village. Okay. I'm in uh, Old Irving Park. So, oh, great. You're yeah. past me. You're further than me. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Line. Uh, there was a fire on the Blue Line. Actually, my, it took my wife forever to get home yesterday. But How about today? They um, cleaned it up? No, today is okay. There was a little fire on the tracks, I think, at uh, Western, but, but we're good now. Mike Kinsella of uh, American Football and Captain Jazz <laughs> and Owen and that was just so many bands. Thank, thank you for coming in. This is cool. Yeah. We often, uh, most, most of the time we do this on the phone, and uh, it's cool to have somebody in here. So, uh, cool. Thanks, thanks for the for interest. By. Thanks.